Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. I am so excited you are here. Today's episode is all about tags and collections on Shopify. And man, I'm so excited for this episode. I get so many questions about these two things, especially tags. And I also see so many mistakes when it comes to tags and collections. I really want to do a deep dive into tags and collections. I think this episode is going to be really awesome. Before we go too farther, I do want to say tags and collections are universal things. They also happen on WordPress and Squarespace. So we're going to talk very lightly on Etsy. Tags work everywhere. They work slightly differently and they're called different things. So I'm going to try to clarify a little bit of that. But just to let you know, this episode is really about tags and collections and how they work in Shopify, which of course is my favorite e-commerce platform. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you can go back. That's episode number four, which is why I love using Shopify. And I have used all of the options. I've had my own stores on WordPress and Shopify and Squarespace, and I am loving Shopify. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and do that. Let's just jump right in. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific, actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. I will admit that I have been meaning to do this episode for months now. I brought it up in my Facebook group, the product powerhouse community way before I even started this podcast because I was going to do a training about that. And it's just such a great topic for a podcast episode because it's not much you have to see. So we're just going to explain all the things. The main thing you need to know is that tags and collections are used to organize your products in Shopify. Tags can also be used for blog posts and invoices and even customers. Tags are super useful, but they are not for SEO, which is a common mistake. They have nothing to do with SEO inside of Shopify. Tags on your website are not tags like Etsy. Okay. Collections are groups of products, usually by category. And in Shopify, you also have something called the product type, which is really kind of pointless in my opinion, but it allows you to create a generalized category without creating a category page, which we're going to get into once we start talking about categories more in depth. But I just want to kind of like explain what they all are. So if you think of it like this, our collections are buckets and tags are more like a cross-reference system, like like a library type thing that we used to have, you know? <laughs> And the main distinction between tags and collections is that tags are for internal organization on your website. Even though sometimes with some themes they do show publicly, but the purpose is really for internal organization. And you can use them to create collections or set up product filtering, or you can use them to create email sequences based on purchases. Seriously, tags are one of the most useful things ever in Shopify. 
So for some reference, if you are not on Shopify, if you're a shop owner using WordPress or Squarespace and we haven't convinced you to switch over yet, let me give you some information there. On WordPress, your collections are called categories. So sometimes you will hear me call a collection and a category, like I will use that word interchangeably because they do the same thing. They work the same way. On WordPress, you also have subcategories, which I will admit is a nice extra layer of organization. You can also have tags. However, on WordPress, tags are public. So when I design a WordPress shop, I use tags to add functionality to certain products. Let's say that you have a product with some customizable options. I would use a tag to add those customizable pieces to those specific products without needing to create a separate collection or category for those products. That's how I kind of use tags. I will also use tags to set up featured images on like the homepage or the featured products so that it's not like a specific category. Now on Squarespace, collections are also called categories and tags are public. They work like WordPress tags. But again, I like to use tags for better organization and I don't like to use them to list out a ton of topics, which is a common practice that people have done and still do, but I personally believe that as an outdated process and I don't like the way it works on both Squarespace and WordPress, that creates excessive pages on your sitemap. And those pages often get Google search console errors and I don't like that. (laughs) So I use tags very sparingly. On WordPress, you can optimize your tag pages, but still that's a lot of extra work that you really don't need because you can do most of what you need in categories and collections. Now you might have some different needs. You know, I do have some shops that I work with that have really robust things and sometimes we use tags in different ways, but for the majority, I try to avoid them for this reason. Okay, so now that we've kind of clarified a little bit, Let's do some deep dive into collections first. I think across the board, collections are easier to understand for almost everyone I talk to. If you think of your store, your online store, like a department store or like a Walmart, collections are the different departments in your store. And sometimes you have products that can fall into multiple categories. Um, A good example of this is how if you go to Walmart, you can buy trash bags in the grocery aisle, like with the toilet paper and the paper towels. There's trash bags back there. But you also have trash bags in the garden center for lawn care. They're both trash bags. They might be different types, but they're still trash bags, right? That's when you can use tags to separate them. But if I just looked up trash bags, it would show me both options. So if you kind of think of each collection like a different department, you can also have collections lists in your navigation. So oftentimes I will create a menu that says shop and then have some drop down menus for the collections, necklaces, earrings, or by stone type, or anything like that. You could also use collections to highlight products in sections, like I mentioned before. Let's say you want to have a featured section on your homepage. You can create a collection that's just featured products, and then that gives you a little more control over what you see. Each collection on your website 
has its own page. And all of your collection pages are styled the same unless you customize one. But in Shopify, you set up the style and design of a collection page, but every collection has one of those pages associated with it. And usually it will have like the collection title at the top with like an image that you've selected. And you can also decide whether you want your featured image of the collection to be the first product, or if you want it to be a featured image that you've selected. You have a lot of flexibility within your collections. If you think about it as a whole, each collection is basically a gallery of products. In Shopify, you can create automatic collections or manual collections using some of the settings in Shopify. And we're gonna talk about that a little more because tags are really helpful in that scenario. Products can be in multiple collections, so you might have a fall collection and a turquoise collection with products that are in both, and that's perfectly fine. And then I previously mentioned product types, which product types are just like collections, but a product can only be in one product type. So you might have all your necklaces as a product type, and all the rings are a product type, and then you can use stone type to create collections. Or if you have a collection name, that would be a collection. Product types are typically more generalized collections. So you might have shirts, pants, socks. Those are usually product types. Some general rules for collections. If possible, you want to name your collection with keywords. This is something I cover in my, my simplified SEO for shop owners course. But... A collection title like Women's Fall Apparel is better than just fall. You'll have to see what works for your brand, of course, but if you can use keywords in your collections, it's way better for search engine optimization and also really helpful for customer experience because they know exactly what they're clicking on when they click on it. You want to make sure your collections include a handful of products. You don't want a collection with only two choices. Collections should have at least eight to ten products, but then on the flip side, you want to be careful not to include too many products because your customers aren't likely to click through all of those options. Just remember that the way you set up collections will be different than other shops. I have one client who does a collection, you know, like one big collection, and that's the one thing she's promoting or marketing at that time. So all the pieces fall into that collection. It's not based off like a season or a type of product. It's, you know, because she's an artist. So that collection is like the art that was inspired by this certain time or whatever. And so her collections are set up a little bit differently. And the one thing that you can do to improve the way your shopper experience works is by using tags, which is what we're going to go into next. So tags are way more complicated, but they're so powerful on Shopify. Like I said, they're one of the most useful things I feel like Shopify offers, period. Tags are used to cross-reference and organize your products. Let's say you want to show all the orange products in your store and not just the ones in a single collection. You can do this with a tag. You can use tags to sort by color or size or stone type. This is called filtering. And tags are what you use to create filters. Those are the things that are usually running down the side of your screen 
where it says, you know, sort by price or sort by stone type, sort by color, sort by size. That's product filtering. And you can use tags to do really cool things like send out email segments. You can email people who purchase this one product and then email with one sequence and then email people who purchased another product with another sequence. It's really powerful if you have a diverse business or you have different streams of income or different product types. You can just do some really cool things. I actually have a client who she has like pieces that are ready to go, ready to ship right now. And then she has a completely custom side of her business. And each type of product is tagged. And then those tags are connected to Clavio for her email sequences. And each type gets its own thank you sequence for shopping. It's incredible the things you can do. You can do segments to send them different emails based on location. Like if you have an event coming up in this certain area. It's really cool the things you can do with tags, which is why I mentioned that tags are also parts of blog posts, customers, invoicing, all of those things. Tags are everywhere in Shopify. And they can cross over. Tags and collections do work together. So you can use tags to create automatic collections. So you can tell Shopify to create a collection of products that are tagged with fall and it will create an automatic collection and it keeps it updated. So anytime you add a new product to your shop with the tag fall, it will automatically show up in the new fall collection. You can also add manual collections if you want to pick and choose what goes into a collection, like for a featured product on the homepage. You don't always have to do an automatic collection based off tags. So let's cover some general rules for tags. Tags need to be consistent. You should create a set of rules that you follow for tagging products every single time. Also, tags are case sensitive, so you want to be careful of that. Watch for that. Look for typos. I prefer to copy and paste tags. When I am working with a client, what we do is we set up a system for product tagging. We either do this on a spreadsheet or in groups, depending on the types of products. So, you know, I'll have a column that says, these are all your color options, copy and paste that one into your tagging box. Or if the tags are pretty similar in one collection, we will have like a group of tags that you just copy and paste into that product. Um, both work really well. It just kind of depends on how your brand works and if you're using filtering, things like that. When you're using filtering, you need to be a little more specific with your tags. That one, in that scenario, that's when I set up a spreadsheet. Also, if you're setting up filtering, check with your theme development and include that information. Like even if you just have a link to it, because you will have to refer to it a bunch of times because different themes require different tagging structure. And so you need to be able to refer to that and you can create yourself like a little key of what you need to be doing to tag your products so they show up in the filtering. This is also the same for color swatches. Some themes use tagging for color swatches, some don't, but you can get that set up in there and you just want to keep a record of it. This is why I always set up either a Google Doc or a spreadsheet for the tagging system for each individual client we work with. So then the one thing that I get the most questions about is, what if I didn't do this right in the past? Don't panic. It's not that big a deal. First of all, you can use the bulk product editor to update them where you can just like delete all the tags 
And if you have a lot of products, this is going to take a while. You can also download the CSV of your products, clear out that entire column of data, and re-upload your products back into the system, and it will just remove all the tags. That's the fastest way to do it. I know that makes people nervous, but it's very simple. And also know, like I said, it's not that big a deal. Having bad tags is not hurting you or having wrong tags. It's just messier on the back end. So you don't really need to spend time going back to fix these unless you're already working on updating your product listings. Then I'd clean it up. If you're going through to add tags for, you know, a new filtering system, then I'd take the time to clean it up. But if you just now know, oh, I haven't been doing this correctly, just forget about it until it comes up again. One of the common ways I see people using tags that is wrong is they will list out every possible word associated with the product. And I really think this happens a lot because of Etsy. It is not effective and tags do not work like that on Shopify or on any of most of your websites. On Etsy, what's happening is the tags are being used to associate your product with other products in that same tag, but that is not how it's working on your website. It's like taking your product out of the Etsy box and putting it in its own box. So you want to avoid listing out all those words as tags. It's just just making it a mess on your end. Um, But again, if you've done it in the past, just move on. It's not that big a deal. The biggest problem is that you're probably spending a lot of time coming up with those tags on your website to list them out, and they're not doing any good. So that's why I want you to be aware of it. Not that I think you need to spend hours going through fixing them, but mostly I just don't want you to continue doing it when it's not helping. And then products can have as many tags as you need to help you organize your store. You do want to keep them short and concise. This is just for like organization purposes. What's happening when you're creating filtering and things is it's using that tag handle to create those links. So short is better. Plus they're easier for you to not make a mistake on if you're not using your spreadsheet. Set up your spreadsheet, but try to keep them organized. Try to list out rules for how your products and tags should be working. So even though you can have as many tags as you need, that doesn't mean you should be like listing out all the tags. Sometimes tags are a part of your theme design. And in that case, you'll want to pay careful attention and maybe even update the theme settings. Usually it's an option to hide the tag display or not so that they don't show. Because especially if you're using some kind of filtering tagging protocol, it's going to look really weird and people are going to see those and have no clue. And it's just going to make your site look unprofessional and messy. So hide those tags. You do not need to display them for public view whatsoever. Oh, but you also can use them for creating categories on a sidebar. So one of my favorite themes is impulse and it allows you to display tags as a sorting option. So again, it's helping you organize and improve that user experience on your site. But you just have to be careful about making sure the way you've set up tags is going to work and is going to display properly. And if that's not the case, then just don't use that option. (laughs) You also want to, I might have said this already, but use the theme documentation from your developer before you start going wild tagging all your products to get the best sense of how tags are going to display and what information you need to do to create your tags. So 
I will just keep that link straight to the tag page for my theme developer right inside my spreadsheet or Google Doc that talks about all the ways we're using the tags on a client's website. What we do is we create a website guide so that all the information is in one place. It has the links you're going to need. That's really going to help you get a sense of how they work for your particular theme and not so much as just trying to go based off like what you find. Because, you know, every theme is different. Every theme developer sets things up differently. So make sure you're using the protocol that's correct for your theme. To kind of sum it up, I think you can think of these different things from largest to smallest. So you have your product type, that's the biggest kind of bubble. And inside that bubble, you have a lot of different collections. And then you have tags, which are, they can be inside that bubble or they can be inside other bubbles. Like they just kind of do whatever they want. They're like rogue bubbles, but they're also helping you organize. And there's a lot of cross promoting happening. So especially between tags. So all of your silver jewelry can show up under one tag so that people who love silver can shop the silver, but they'll also be seeing everything in a collection and they don't have to keep clicking through every collection you offer just to find something they like. One of the best examples I have for this is I was working with a client who I wanted to add this on the side. She has hundreds of products, I would say, and What we added was a way for her customers to search by ring type, not ring type, but ring size, which is a crucial thing when you're purchasing a ring. Like you have to be able to pick the right size, right? As soon as we added filtering using tags, she started seeing her conversion rates improve almost immediately because people were able to find their rings and their size without having to click through every option she had and hope that it was available in their size or hope that she could make it in their size. They could just say, oh, I'm a size nine and I need to look at size nine rings. And I think that this is one of the things that is crucial for shops that have, I would say 50 products and above. You know, sometimes you might have less products and you may not find that you need that. But of the stores that I've worked with this year, I'm pretty sure almost everyone has needed it because it's just so powerful. Another really great example I've worked on this year, I worked on a party decor store. Or was that last year? (laughs) I think that was last year. Uh, But it was absolutely incredible. She has all these different party themes. But when you're planning a party, you know, you might like the wild animal theme, But you don't particularly love the cups in that theme. So you could find cups that are in a coordinating color. So being able to have her customers be able to shop by color, shop by theme, shop by event, shop by... I can't even think of anything else we had. Holiday. Just improves the user experience tenfold. And so... You're going to have to sit down and do some organization and some planning about how people will shop for your products. Look at examples of other stores or other shops that are similar to yours, like as in they sell the same things and look how people are searching for things and think about how people are searching for things. You might find that you sell your stuff by collection type, but most people are searching by color. So you're going to want to add some tagging to be able to set that up. And this is one of those reasons why I just absolutely love tags inside of Shopify. Plus there's that 
email segmenting that's really incredible. Although not every email service provider can use those types of tagging and segmenting. It's a little more complicated than that, but it's, it is an option. And so it's one of my favorite things about being really specific with your products and your collections. And it just makes for a store that's easier to shop. I've been on a rant on these tags and collections, but I think it's really important. And I know that they can really help improve your conversion rates. And the main thing that I want you to remember is that tags are for internal organization. They don't enhance your SEO. And then collections are like buckets of products. So you can have products that fall into different buckets, but still the collections are like buckets. But tags are internal. They're not something that people need to know about, need to see, anything like that. If you remember those two things, you'll be golden. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode, I would love to invite you over to the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's a really great community of shop owners just like you who are figuring all these things out, how to level up their business, learning more in-depth training. And it's a really great place to find collaborations. So we would love to have you join us. You can find us on Facebook. If you search for the Product Powerhouse Community, you'll find us. Or you can also go to alexanderdesignco.com slash community, and that will bring you to the Facebook group as well. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason. But you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile-long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free 5 Ways to Boost Your Shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action. 